Welcome to the Williamstown Church of Christ podcast. This is a sermon recording from one of our Sunday worship gatherings. We meet every Sunday at 10am on the corner of John Street and Douglas Parade, and we'd love to meet you. For more information, head to our website, willychurch.org.au. Enjoy and God bless you. Good morning. Um, This morning's reading is from the fourth chapter of Mark, uh, verses 26 through to 34. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when you plant it in the ground, oh, sorry, yet when implanted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Well, good morning. It's so good, isn't it, to be together and to be um, be worshipping God together, to be praying and being joined together in that unity we've been talking about as God's people. I am so excited about where we are as a church, and um, and this uh, this message I'm about to bring has been a real labour because there's been a lot stirring in me and and in in our leaders um, over the past few months because there's been surprising things happening. There's been things happening that, that we didn't necessarily definitely think were going to happen. And, um, and it's like this passage that we've just heard from Mark 4 is, is unfolding in our community before us. So I'm really excited to preach today. I've been uh, having a bit of a break from preaching, so I'm chomping at the bit to get back into it and, and to share from this passage in Mark 4. Um, and, and I'm excited as well today is Vision Sunday. It's the Sunday that we've set aside each year to, to articulate our vision and our mission and the real heartbeat of the church, the real DNA, what we, what we see our church being and becoming. And so this morning I get the privilege of sharing with you the fresh vision and mission statements that um, our church have, has been working on together, myself and Lockie, um, our executive team over the summertime, and really, um, I guess, see, yeah, just seeking God for that and what that would look like. And so today is sort of like a culmination, but also kind of a beginning, so a bit of a marker of the season to come. And the title of my message this morning is See the Seed. See the Seed. As we look together at Jesus' teaching here in Mark 4, and as I share with you this morning this fresh vision and mission of our church, my prayer has been that each of us will will be encouraged, will be inspired, will be recommissioned to see the seeds that God is planting in us, to see the seeds that God has been sowing and is sowing today and is going to be sowing this year and into the future. 
And to respond to that with gratitude, with gladness, with readiness, and with a fresh excitement to be part of the movement of God's spirit that is happening in this place, in this church, in this neighbourhood, in this community of Hobson's Bay. So as we get ready to dive into God's word, let's just pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is so precious that we get to open up the Bible and meet you, God. Meet you personally. I just pray right now that you'd speak a specific word into our church for this moment in time. Speak a specific word into each of our hearts. And Holy Spirit, would you ready our hearts for what you want to sow into us today? In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so I invite you, if you want to turn to your um, devices or your physical Bibles, we're looking at Mark 4 and we're starting at verse 26. And here in this passage from verse 26 onwards, we find two parables, two stories. And um, and Jesus teaches the crowd by telling stories. All of us know the power of a story, and, and Jesus knew this absolutely. These stories were about things that were everyday, things that were ordinary. And Jesus knew in his first century culture that telling a story about a seed, about a farmer, about soil... He knew who he was speaking to because people in the first century world, this was their bread and butter. Agriculture was as familiar to his first century audience as, you know, if you talk to someone next to you today about weather or about AFL coming up or coffee or what you've been doing over the summer or when you've been to the beach. He knew what was familiar to his audience and so he spoke in their language. And so here in this story, here in this first parable, Jesus uses this agricultural illustration about a man, a man who throws seed on a field and who then quickly forgets about the seed he's thrown and walks away. Now, we were with some friends yesterday morning having a bit of a picnic in the Botanic Gardens in Williamstown. How nice are the Botanic Gardens in Williamstown? Yes. We have a treasure in our own suburb. How incredible. So we were enjoying the Botanic Gardens and we were chatting to one of their kids, one of these um, couple's kids, and he was telling us, he's in grade three, he was given a bean at school, a single bean, which he took home and he planted in their garden. And he didn't really think much of it. Uh, He didn't really expect anything to happen. But to his surprise and excitement, sometime later, I think it was like a month later or something, he discovered beans growing in the very same spot that he'd thrown or put his bean into the ground. And from that point on, um, the whole family were telling us uh, that he's super excited about gardening now and super into it and wanting to go to Bunnings and buy things and the parents were like, how much is this going to cost this new hobby of our our sons? But um, this is exactly what happens in the parable that Jesus tells. While the man had gone away, getting on with his night life, completely forgetting about the seed he'd scattered, the seed, Jesus says, all on its own. If you look at the original text, it's automatically by itself. The seed grows and something happens. Eventually, this man reaps a harvest from the seed he'd scattered on the ground and forgotten completely about. And then Jesus goes on to tell this second parable. It's the parable of the mustard seed. And if you've been around church for some time, you'll know this parable. It's his second story to describe the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, if you're new to church, is basically the place and the space in time when God is in charge, when God rules, where God reigns. 
And this story, the one of the mustard seed, it's got some parallels. It's quite similar, but it's also got a bit of a different angle to it. In the second story, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed planted in the ground, which when it's planted becomes this huge shrub. The modern translation, the message, puts it like this. It says, the seed lands on the ground and it's quite small as seeds go. Any of you that have seen a mustard seed know what Jesus is talking about. Yet, once it is planted, it grows into a huge pine tree with thick branches. You see, what Jesus is getting at in this passage is this, that that God's kingdom, God's world is a place where surprising things happen, where unexpected things happen. It's a place and a space and a time where God sows seeds, seeds of invitation, seeds of truth, seeds of welcome, seeds of warmth. And these seeds sometimes have small and obscure beginnings. I wonder if you think back on your own faith journey. Maybe it's just earlier this year you started a journey. Maybe it's in 2000. Maybe it's in the 1900s um, that you started your faith journey. That was supposed to be a joke, church. Come on, help me out. (laughs) Everyone's like, that is not funny. I was born in the 1900s. Um, most of our seeds kids were not. So looking at their dates of birth the other day, I'm going, oh my goodness, born in you know, 2007. This is incredible. But I wonder when you look on your own faith journey, quite seriously, church, perhaps it had obscure or small or seemingly insignificant beginnings. I know my own faith journey, I grew up in a church home, it happened over time, but when I was nine, there was something that happened, there was a seed that was sown, there was a teacher that I got to know, and she invited me and my other classmates to to get to know this Jesus, and I went home that day, Um, I know the exact date, September 1992, I went home and I told my mum and dad I'd become a Christian. And my parents were like, yeah, you're already a Christian. (laughs) And I was like, no, something happened on the 18th of September, 1992. And I still remember it. Because God did something. He sowed something into my life that day. And it was a decision, a turning point. It was small, but it it was impactful. And it changed the course of my life. And for so many of us, our faith journey so often begins in small ways, with a seed, a seed of faith. Maybe you discovered Jesus growing up as a child. Maybe, you know, someone at school or maybe your mum or dad introduced you to Jesus. Maybe you've been learning about Jesus as an adult and we've got lots of people in our church who've come into this church family with no background of Christianity, of no background of knowing God and have learned that as an adult, which is just awesome and we love that. But wherever your journey began and whenever it began, there was a seed, a seed of of curiosity about God and the world and our purpose and, and where my life's headed. And a lot of people who come to Alpha have this journey of discovering who is God because there's a seed of curiosity, of wanting to know more. And, you know, we serve a God, we know a God who sows seeds into every single one of our lives. He grows those seeds and he compels us and calls us on to the next thing, the next step, the next stage of growth, the next season in the journey. And, and God, you know this God, he draws us 
more and more into his love, into his story. And that's what's happening in this church. The Spirit's just sweeping over our church and drawing people more and more into family and community and God's word and times of prayer at 6 o'clock in the morning and finding out about baptism and and wanting to get together with others and pray and, and wanting to just supernaturally pray for things like wheelchairs that cost $15,000 and, and wanting to pray and, and get alongside Roger in hospital at the moment. Just supernatural, incredible levels of community and care and prayer and togetherness as a church in this DNA that God is, is creating, which is just amazing. And so in this story, we learn God is the one who does the heavy lifting, the growing. He does the hard work. A couple of weeks ago when Belinda Waterhouse was here preaching as a guest preacher, um, she was preaching on the parable of the soils earlier in Mark 4 and there's loads of parallels that you would have picked up between that parable and these two. But one of the moments in the message that most impacted me was was when she shared the powerful truth that, that, yeah, we want to be soil that is good for God to work in us. But she said this, there's a good farmer who comes and tends to the soil. And God is the good farmer who comes and grows and does the work in us. God is the one who does the heavy lifting, which is what a friend of mine, when I was studying theology, preparing to be uh, coming to pastoral ministry, said to me. And I thought, that's gold. God is the one who does the heavy lifting. And Jesus picks up on that in this parable. He, he tells these stories because he's one of his disciples and everyone who was listening, it wasn't just his disciples, it was the crowds. He wanted them to see the seed. He wanted them to see the things that God was doing. And he wants us today in this passage to see the seed, to see what God is doing, to be reminded that God is powerful to change us, to grow us, to work in us. And just like a mustard seed grows from being almost nothing to becoming this enormous shrub, big enough even for birds to perch in its branches, the power of the gospel, the power of the good news about Jesus is available to us. It is here right now. It's visible. As we look around, we see one another and we see the people that we are by God's grace And know the people we could have been had we not encountered Jesus whenever that happened, if that's already happened to us. It's no doubt happened to most of us. But the power of the good news of Jesus to grow and bear fruit and create change. And as we look around our church, and take a look around church while I have a drink of water. Take a look around. I want you to look around to right to your left, right to your right. As we look around our church, we see the movement of God in our midst. We can see the movement of the Spirit. We can see the seeds that God is planting. A few years ago, my parents were due to return back from an overseas trip that they'd taken. And it was around the same time, I was remembering this week, that Charlie and I had found out the amazing news that we were going to have a baby. We were pregnant. And so Charlie and I made this plan. Now, Charlie and I have a bit of a history of creating airport greeting signs. So just ask me about it sometime. Um, We have a little track record of meeting people at airports with quite extravagant large signs. And this day, we decided we're going to 
surprise um, greet my parents at Tullamarine Airport with a big sign. And um, they already knew of our history uh, with these big welcome signs. And we decided to write on the sign, welcome home from the three of us. Okay, everybody on board, baby in the tummy, three of us. So we printed out a big photo. We like blew up the ultrasound photo, you know, the, the black ultrasound photo. And we put it on, I think it was A4 or A3 something. Why are you all laughing? <laughs> it's a bit of an embarrassing story, but it helps, it helps to support the message. So you'll see in a minute. But um, when my parents saw the sign, um, they just had no um, you know, expectation that this news was coming right this time. And so they arrived in the arrivals land and it was just the most amazing moment of delight and surprise because they realised that they were going to have a grandchild to me and Tali. And um, it was just the most delightful moment of just like everyone going, oh my goodness, that's crazy, congratulations. But my parents landing that night, jet lagged or, you know, exhausted from their trip, they'd never imagined that the night was going to end that way, that they were going to get that news. Um, they never imagined it would turn out that way that day. And, you know, it's the same with our journey with Jesus. At the start of the journey, we can never imagine the things that God's got in store, the things that God is going to do in us and through us and the surprises and the delights along the way. Because, you know, you say yes to following Jesus, you say yes to being part of this movement, a global movement of God's people all around the world who are saying yes to being part of the kingdom of God. And it is a journey filled with surprise and, and there's mystery in it. There's sometimes we just don't know why things happen the way they happen. Particularly some, some moments, seasons, or some, for some people it's long seasons of suffering. There's a mystery, and there's mystery in this passage, in this parable too, as to how that, that seed sown grows, and it's all in God's economy, and we don't understand it all. But God is the one who's in control, and he's good, and he's love, so we can trust him. And so church, we get to be part of this movement. We get to witness God's power at work in us. God's power at work in our church, in our family. As um, you know, Kate gives that announcement today, we'll just wait and see what happens, what God could do. And Kate is a lady who four years ago was in hospital for three months and a lot of us thought that she might never come out of hospital. And she's with us, serving in our seeds and serving our community and, like Jace, a voice for people with disability. Just incredible things that God does that we just don't even see coming. How incredible it is to watch. And so, church, we get to see the seed. We get to see God's work in our lives. And I hope by now in this message you're seeing in your own life, what are the seeds God's been sowing? What is he doing? Where has he got me in this season? Because God is sowing seeds in your life. He has been all along. And there's going to be things that you'll see now and things that you won't see now that you'll see in the future that he's going to do that are part of the the plan and, and what God has for you. Sometimes we do see them, but sometimes they're invisible like the seeds in this passage, scattered on the ground, forgotten about, and then a harvest comes. But the invitation to us in this passage is there. It's to see the seed, to notice the movement of God's spirit, to see the power of the gospel reaching into people's lives and changing them, changing us as a community. And um, it reminds me of the popular Paul Kelly song. Does anyone like the song, From Little Things, Big Things Grow? Anybody? 
Yeah, some diehard Paul Kelly fans out there. But it's true, isn't it? The seed planted in our life, life by God, starts small. It might have started small. Maybe right now and today, on the 4th of February 2018, you're thinking, it seems so small. What God's doing or, or the faith I have or the journey I've been on, it seems so small. But, you know, we're a church where we believe God is going to grow things. He's going to bring increase and harvest and transformation. And if you're exploring faith, faith, you're in the right church because we're a church made up of people who are at every place on the discipleship journey. Maybe you feel like you're right at the beginning. Great, you're in the right church. Maybe you feel like you could be up here preaching. Great, you're in the right church. We're all on a journey with Christ. And because of God's power at work in you, in us, that seed sown can grow and will grow to become something big, something beautiful, something expansive, something that will be a place where others can encounter God too. And um, on a personal note, in, in my life, in my five and a half years here, I've had the immense privilege and gift it's been a gift to walk in so- alongside you all. And we have seen God grow so many seeds. And if you were to tell me back in November 2012 when I was appointed here and commissioned that in Feb 2018 the church would look like this, whew, I might have, I don't know, resigned or something because it's incredible the work that God's been doing, the work that I'm just joking about the resignation. But it's incredible what God's been doing and we've been on such a journey and there's been twists and turns and surprises and and we're only standing on the shoulders of all those who've gone before as well, preparing the way for this particular season. And even two years ago as I was preparing to go on maternity leave, I remember calling up Frank and saying, now Frank, this is either going to be a spanner in the works or the best thing that's ever happened to this church. Me and Charlie have got some news and Frank said, Megan, that's the kingdom. That's what you said, Frank. He said, that's the kingdom is where people take steps and, and God does things and where people, you know, like me, become pregnant and have a baby. And that's the kingdom is Charlie and Zoe up here doing communion and Steve having 23 children part of it this year from, I think it was nine, about four years ago. That's the kingdom because we see growth, we see change, and we see transformation, and we see God work in surprising ways. Amen? We see God work in surprising ways. And just a tiny, tiny, tiny snapshot. In five years, we've seen five baptisms. We've seen three alphas. We've seen our kids joining with prayer partners last year in Pray in May, which we're doing again this year, to pray for one another. And it just had a huge ripple effect across the church in prayer. We've seen a depth of care and prayer for one another that I don't think I've seen in any other church that I've been a part of. We've seen a sense of welcome and warmth that, I don't know, I think every visitor comments on when they come and they say before they leave, there's just something going on here about warmth and welcome. Praise God. And we've seen God heal and restore people physically, mentally, emotionally, and we see how God's still faithfully with us on the journey with those of us for whom there hasn't been full healing and restoration yet. And, um, and we've seen our Helping Hand ministry continue to grow and flourish now in its 13th year. 
We've seen God grow this lunch ministry from a cup of soup and a sandwich to, you know, 50, I think it's 14, 15 people volunteering and, and conversations happening around the table that are just deep and rich and, and beautiful and genuine. We've seen baby dedications, new people coming to faith, newcomers' lunches, people saying yes to serving God and seeing that their work is worship. We've seen uh, community involvement for people serving in so many different ways in the community and seeing that as their discipleship, part of their discipleship is being out there where we all need to be. And just there's so much I could name, but that's a start. I just wanted to name a few points. And there's so much more that God is yet to do. We are yet to see God do greater things in our community. And it's joy-filled. It's humbling because we're not in control. It's exciting because God's power is unstoppable. Jesus is changing people. Jesus is drawing you. He's drawing you because you're here today. And there's going to be a day where Jesus is going to come again. He's going to come back to this earth to renew it, to make all things new. And we want to be a church that's getting ready for that day, that is speaking the name of Jesus boldly, that is showing the love of of Jesus and the grace of Jesus extravagantly into our community, so much so that that Hobson's Bay would say, if we were to pack up and leave the neighbourhood, where did that church go? There was so much going on there that we just can't not have in our community. And so we want to be a church that joins in with God, God's mission. Our task is to see the seeds that God is sowing and to join in with the work God is doing in and through us. So today my word for us is see the seed. Take some time today just to reflect on what are the things God has been sowing. What are the things he is sowing? Maybe the things that are quiet under the surface of the soil. You haven't seen them fully realised yet, but God's doing something. He's stirring, he's inviting, he's drawing. Let's see the seeds. Let's see what God is doing. See the ways in which God's been growing you, drawing you into his love, into his mission, into his message, into his story. See the friend at work who asks you one day about faith or about what you do on a Sunday and you share. See the newcomer at church, and we've got a few of you here today, who comes for the first time or the second time or maybe the fifth or sixth time, curious with questions, wanting to explore faith. See the 35 parents at least who are going to be here on Tuesday night and we're going to receive resources for parenting and hopefully we're going to enrich our community through that and future nights. See the person who comes forward to the prayer ministry for the first time, the person who comes to Helping Hand on Tuesday lunchtime who quickly joins in and finds connection. See the friend that you've been um, praying about, the, the one at work who you might and hopefully will invite to Alpha in term two when we run it at Christchurch Newport. See the decision that you might make to wake up early and spend time with God or the decision you make to turn off the radio in the car or wherever you are and actually pause and have some silence with God and some time of solitude away from distraction. Let's see the seeds. Let's see the seeds as the beginnings of what God is going to do. Let's see what God is doing and get on board. As a church leadership, we've been seeking to do this work, this work of seeing the seeds, seeing what God has been doing. 
And the result of that process, um, the fruit of that work, um, is this. This, um, this vision and mission, which is something I'm just going to share with you now. So if I can pull it out, or else look at the screen. Um, these statements, church, are statements around the why. The why and the what of who we are as a church. I'm just going to read them for us now as we um, prepare to get ready to go out into our week. So this is super exciting, church, for us to be in this moment. Um, to have a refreshed vision and mission that we can get around together. So firstly, the why. We believe Jesus is the hope of the world. We believe Jesus brings transformation, forgiveness, renewal, healing and hope. And we want to be a church where people from all walks of life can come and encounter Jesus. Anybody excited about that? Yeah, so good. And that's what we already see that we are, but that's also the why of, of where we're headed to. And our mission, we're going to read for us as well. And this is the what, what we're called to do. We are a spiritual community of apprentices or disciples, if you haven't heard that term before. Disciples to Jesus, seeking to join with God in all he's doing to bring his blessing in our neighbourhood of Williamstown and Hobson's Bay. We're called to do this in these three ways. And these words will already be familiar to you. Belong, believe, bless. Oh, I think the rest is on the sheet. The rest is on the sheet if you want to follow. So we're called to do this by seeking to be a community of belonging. Of belonging. A community for God's love and grace and truth. Believe is our second statement that you can see up here on our banner, which is beautiful. We want to seek to know Jesus and be his disciples. We become his disciples by being with Jesus. We become his disciples by becoming like Jesus and being more like him, like Christ, and doing what Jesus did. And lastly, on that statement, we want to bless, like Tuesday night, like the seminar coming. We want to see, see the blessing of God reach everyone in our community. And so that church is our mission and vision. Um, a wider um, kind of exploration and detailing of that is in this document, which includes our strategy for 2018. So if you're a strategy person like me, or if you call yourself in for Willie Church for 2018, and hopefully that's almost everybody, grab one of these at coffee today. And what I'd invite you to do is maybe have a quick look at it and chat to someone over coffee about something that jumps out the page, off the page for you. It might be the fact that we're going to have um, women's ministry events. It might be the fact that we're going to hopefully run some church dinner parties like we did last year. Talk with someone about what one bullet point that excites you over morning tea as a way of our community time being an extension of this launch of our mission, strategy, and vision. So this is exciting, church. Even if pieces of paper with mission and visions don't always grab you, I hope and pray that today this will grab you. We have clarity in our church. We have a sense of being unified around a common mission and vision. And this is not something that every church has. Not every church has a functional leadership or a functional pastoral team. We have a moment in time in our church where God is moving and doing new things. 
and so we can be excited. I'm going to ask you in a minute, are you excited? So I'm just letting you know, church, because I know that people like to have a little bit of notice to that instinct. But having heard that, are you excited? Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. That's such good feedback. We're going to um, pray now, and we're going to sing and head out into our week to be God's followers, Jesus' apprentices in our week. But let's just pause and pray. And I'm going to invite the stand, church, as a way of us being ready to respond to all that God has been doing. To see the seed that God is planting, has been planting, will be planted. All right, church, let's put our hands out in front of us as a sign of readiness, as a sign of surrender. As a way of saying, God, here we are. Send us. We are your people. Oh, God, we want to thank you and praise you that, that you are the God who, in your extravagant love, has reached out to every single one of us. And you're the God who calls us to receive all that you have done in Jesus and all that you are doing. And you are the God who, who gives us your spirit and who anoints every single one of us to be your apprentices, your followers, in our Monday and our Wednesday and our Saturday and our Sunday. And so God, right now, we receive you, God. We receive your promises afresh. We receive all that you have for us as a church and say yes and amen. And God, we, we want to respond and say we are ready for all that you want to do in 2018. God, we are ready to be your people that rise up afresh this year and say, come Holy Spirit, breathe over us and breathe over our community. That Jesus, your name would be one that is glorified and known by so many people in our community who don't even know you, Jesus. They desperately need you, God. And so come, Holy Spirit, breathe over our church afresh right now. Ready us for all that you want to do this year. And God, help us to see the seeds you've been planting. Help us to notice them today, this hour, tonight, tomorrow. Just help us to see where you've been working, God, and, and the way you are drawing each other. sharing this morning that perhaps some people feel or maybe have a sense in their mind that, that they are too small, maybe resources are not rich, maybe your faith journey hasn't been very linear at all, maybe you feel insignificant when you think about God using you, when you maybe you think God couldn't sow seeds into your life. I was speaking this morning that God wants to say to you that you are part of the story and that you are included in his mission and that you are going to receive gifts and power this year to minister to your friends, co-workers, neighbours, people maybe in primary schools, maybe, and that you have a voice to speak God's name and that you have gifts to speak who God is and to show who God is. And so we just pray that over this church, God. We just pray that any person here who's felt insignificant, maybe they felt 
wall that their life journey hasn't fit into the right greed perhaps in their mind to be used by you, God, that they would know this morning that, God, they are your messenger, that they are your missionary in this world, in this community. And, Lord, we just pray you give those people boldness to respond today, to say yes to that, to say yes to, to receiving all that you have, God. And we thank you, God, that you do minister and that, yeah, you, you are sowing seeds even today, this morning. Jesus, we want to give you all the glory and the honour. We want to sing your praise now and declare again your name.